0: Although the annual marade is not being officially held this year, word has it that some persons may gather at the Dr. King Monument in City Park anyway. Once there, what they determine to do next will be known at that time. If you plan to get out there, remember to mask up and keep six feet separated. Greetings again, I'm Adam Morgan. A neighbor suggested to me this would be a good Dr. King holiday year to personalize one's recognition by marading around your own neighborhood and to consider scheduling your own Dr. King Day of Service for later this year after receiving your vaccine. On this edition, we continue our Dr. Martin Luther King Day subject on the next steps for the Civil Rights Movement. Hanging with us again is Colorado State Senator Rhonda Fields.
1: Dr. Martin Luther King was always about nonviolence. And so he would never orchestrate something like that. He was always about peaceful demonstration trying to mm-hmm. get people to have conversations and dialogue because after the after the march you have to have conversation it can't just be about a march it has to be about policy it has to be about change and so what was done after all that what after all that yeah. biden was still confirmed along with uh, vice president uh, harris so yes. I, they did all that for what? Well, yeah. what what's the purpose for defacing and creating this stain in history? What do you get for that?
0: Right, right. Back here at home, I know you all uh passed a uh, a uh, law enforcement accountability uh, yes. measure last yes. year. And, uh, that hasn't been in effect a year, but it seems as if we're seeing some results of it. Is that a, a, uh, a measure or a law you're going to have to tweak this section, this session or next to make it operate better, to make it balance better, yes. to make it more effective? Yes.
1: Yes. Another bill that I will be sponsoring along with the President of the Senate and with members in the House is we are going to, Um, refresh the bill as it relates to some of the um, concerns that law enforcement have brought up as relates to clarity around the content and the language in the bill. So Mm -hmm. they need greater definition regarding some of the terms that are in the bill. So we're looking at how to create clarity so that people can implement the bill with a unified standard as relates to the definition of some of the terms, like one of the terms is contact, you know, when you have a contact with, you know, is a contact you are looking at somebody, you know, they, they're just thinking they're saying to me and others that we need to have um, shrink, maybe the definition of a police contact. What does that really mean? Because sometimes the police might contact someone, let's say someone's having difficulty walking across the street. I hope they do this. You know, is that something that we need to document? So we're we're having some stakeholders meeting, and we're going to be looking at ways of how to give more clarity around some of the terms that are in the bill. And then we're going to be looking at process. So I think there might be two bills, one to talk about um, process, and the other is to talk about policy. And so mm-hmm. process is what we're asking the police department and law enforcement to do to implement transparency and accountability as it relates to um, policing. But policy has to do with, you know, the things that we're implementing as it relates to body uh, arm cameras and, um, you know, those kinds of things. And what does a no knock raid look like and excessive force. And so we, we were able to accomplish much with our last bill, but with anything, you know, that that's significant. You know, there's always a way to improve our work.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Does the community, speaking of policing, does the community need to do a little more articulate and give more positive support to those police officers who are doing the right thing, that are serving and protecting, yeah. that that, that, are, that are doing it so that they know what to try to diffuse some of this us versus them and we're right. the fraternity that's taking care of you type of perspective?
1: Right. I I, I believe absolutely. I I think when I think about policing, it can't be just based on legislation. I mean, all of us have a role in protecting our community and making sure that, you know, we're all safe. So that means we need to continue as it relates to um, neighborhood watch programs. Um, When we see something that's wrong in our community, we need to make sure that we're involved in the proper authorities to address some of those concerns And so policing and community safety is just not just on the shoulders of police. Yeah. I mean, the community knows, they know who the bad people are. They know where the the drug activity is happening. They they know who the criminals are. The police know who the criminals are, but we do have a a process in reference to you just can't stop anybody because you think, you know, you have to have probable cause. So I think we all have a role to play as it relates to um, police reform and community policing. Our police need to be more engaged in our community so they're just not, you know, coming in to arrest our people. Police come and, and young kids run away and we hear them say, are you going to lock me up? Yeah. Reputation and perception of policing has to change.
0: In the last few years, we've seen a rise in racism and intolerance. Um,
1: yes.
0: What, what do you think we need to help reverse that trend? Do we need to speak out more against it? Uh, or um,
1: I, I think we've done that. I think we always speak out against when we see the um, inappropriate actions of law enforcement. Overall, law enforcement people are doing the right thing. I know if yeah. I'm in trouble, yeah. the first thing I'm going to do is call 911. So I, I really appreciate being in a state and a nation. If you need help, if you're in crisis, you can call 911 and someone's going to show up. It's going to be the fire department or if it's going to be the police department, but someone is going to show up. And so that's what I appreciate about law enforcement because they put their life on the line and they go into scenarios that sometimes they're not clearly defined. You know, I think about the one officer that was in Douglas County, a sheriff, a a trooper, um, you know, trying to help a man that was going through maybe, you know, a mental health issue or whatever was happening, but he was shot. And so, um, you know, we, we just have to do better about, making sure that our law enforcement officers are armed with the appropriate tools and the resources that they need um, as it deals with mental health issues that are happening in our state and in these crisis situations. Because they're asked to do a lot. They're asked to be counselors. They're asked to help with the homeless. They're asked to help with the people who are addicted to drugs Mm -hmm. And uh, And our society has changed so much, so we need to make sure they have the resources and the skills and the training necessary to de-escalate. But also we can't expect for them to do all the stuff that they're required to do.
0: Right, right. In addition to the the police departments, the uh, rise of racism and intolerance just in the community itself between each other, you know outside of the police department how we manage each other how uh companies and corporations respond to people of color there's there's been some rise in that and uh and and some steps probably need to be taken to uh to i guess help uh parts of the community um learn how to manage diversity better and how to positively respond to it
1: right Right. Absolutely. And um, and that takes um, cultural sensitivity training. I think that what happens is that law enforcement sometimes when they see a black person, they perceive threat. And so when they perceive threat, they then um, arm themselves, they pull out their guns and they're so apt to to shoot and kill. This is my perception, but I have seen it. But when you see them respond to people who are not dark-complected, let's say they're white, they they treat them differently. We saw yeah. that just yesterday. And even in the Charleston, um, the church situation, the, the shooter said he was hungry. And the police officer took them to, I think it was Burger King, McDonald's stopped and got him a sandwich. Yeah. And so when you see when white folks do this sense of murder or, you know, these kinds of things, they end up being alive. And if there's an altercation or a situation when there's a black person, when they're unarmed, yeah, it ends up being a dead body.
0: Change in America is going to be long, and it's going to be almost individual to get something done. Um, I guess we have to model the change to be the change to reflect it, That's and right. maybe some of the younger generations are also going to bring that change with them so that the older generations will either have to go along with it or as they pass on their um the negative things they do will leave with them. hate to put it like mm-hmm. that, but that may be it, yeah.
1: Yeah, this uh, change is not easy. I mean, when you think about how long it took for us to abolish slavery or for us to get the right to have equal access to education or to eliminate the Jim Crow law, you know, separate but equal, you know, like the the white water fountain and the and the colored water fountain. And, you know, at some point, at one point, there was like hospitals weren't even integrated. We still have a long way to go to address race in America? And I really don't have the answer, but I think what you're saying is right. We need to get young people and other thought leaders together because I think young people don't have the same issues with race that, that maybe some other people do
0: No, because they, no. They,
1: they may have a biracial, come from a biracial family, or they're okay with, you know, black people or brown people. And so they they don't have the same kind of stigma not stigma but stereotypes maybe
0: um, one friend of mine and we were discussing it and uh one point that that uh, he made was you know uh african american baby boomers were the last african american generation born into a legally segregated america that has memories of white only water fountains and that kind of thing right well you also have a number of conservative white baby boomers that were born into that same america and they are the last generation to, say that, to, to see that. So probably right. as, uh, as they pass on, those attitudes will change because future generations will not have that real-world connection.
1: That's an interesting point.
0: If you could give us one, one final question, if you could give okay. the audience one thing they could do to reflect the teachings of the activities of Dr. Martin Luther King to help move our community forward in a positive manner, what would that be?
1: I I think that the rent we pay to be on this world, to be on earth, to be in Colorado is the service that we um, pay. And I think that the service is that we need to be kind. Right. We need to be courteous. We need to be giving. We need to be forgiving. So my one pointed advice would be to, look for an opportunity to serve on Martin Luther King's day. You know, he's they've been uh, communicating this for a very long time that his day should not be just a holiday. It should be a day of service. So I would encourage your listeners to look for an opportunity to be of service to someone. And I know that we're in COVID right now. So it's probably hard to find opportunities. So it might be just picking up a phone call uh, and checking in on your neighbors. Is everything okay? Do you need any groceries? But I think kindness never goes out of style. And so I would encourage people to look for opportunities to be kind and to be of support right. for our community in any way that works for them. It could be to protect our air, our wind, our land, our people, but look for an opportunity to be engaged. Because we just can't put it on the shoulders of politicians. We all have a a role to play in, our, in this social contract that we have in America. And I think yeah. part of the social contract is to be kind.
0: We thank State Senator Rhonda Fields for being our guest again on this edition. You can celebrate the work of Dr. King by being community active and personally doing some of the work of Dr. King. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch. Mask up and stay safe when going out. And we do thank you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.